Dueling Genre Productions presents. Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Mindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 35, which is quite possibly the greatest MacGyver Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. I'm Nay Renly from the Off 5, a Goofy Movie Minute podcast, and Calvin and Hobbs cast. And Minute 35 begins with an awful Silent Bob face and ends with the boys chatting. Uh, we're just hanging out in front of gerbils, 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 and just chatting our lives away here. They're, you know, we got uh, four of our main players here, Jay and Silent Bob and Brody and T.S., We'll see who can, who really holds up. Uh, the first thing that that pinged me about this minute was uh, Silent Bob starts smoking. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't smoke inside. What are you doing? I know smoking. <laughs> what, I can't uh, believe that people just walked around the mall smoking, ashing oh my all God. over. I mean, someone who is under, I don't know, thirty, I guess, at this point, if they saw what we used to live through, <laughs> they would just be appalled. Be like, what? Everybody smoked. Like, listen, you don't understand. Everybody smoked always, not just like. Oh, in some places, they nobody cared. They would smoke in your car with the windows cracked. That was it. Yeah, it was a thing. It would be like you'd have to ask, maybe. Like, do you mind? Yeah, but, but it'd be do like, it. do you mind if I smoke in your car? And they've already got the cigarette out and the lighter halfway to it. So now <laughs> you have to make the decision. Like, am I the guy that steps in here and goes, "No"? Now it's like, oh, this guy's a jerk, man. <laughs> it's like, you want me right. smoke his car? <laughs> that. You know what? That's one of those most successful bannings of things that have ever happened because it changed everyone. Like I was alive during that time, and I still can't believe that time existed. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I can't believe it's like I when the internet it came out. It's I, I'm I can't believe it in either direction. I can't believe it was the way it was <laughs> where we smoked all the time, and then I can't believe it changed and for how society's changed pretty fast. Really fast. Yeah, it's although I now you have people vaping now, which. If you thought smoking was stupid, <laughs> vaping takes it to the next level. 
Uh, I put I, up a picture last year on Facebook. It was of Leonardo DiCaprio vaping. And I was like, look, he looks like a douchebag. If he's not pulling it off, neither are you. Oh, man. That's true. He won an Academy Award. Yeah. He well, vaped right the in the face of like a bear. When it first started, when that be like, not now. Now it's its own level of dumb. But when it first started, people thought it was okay to like do it inside. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I, uh, I can do this in here because it's not smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That switched around really quickly, though, I feel like, right? Yeah, they had to have the laws catch up to it real quick and be like, no, 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 get out of here. Yeah. First of all, it's bad enough I had, like, we all got used to cigarette smoke, and it just became, like, what it was. It all kind of smelled crappy and awful, and, but now you have flavors, so I got to have, you know, banana cream pie getting sprayed in my face now. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. Why are you well, smoking a custard pie? Vaping is more like hookah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little hookah. That's what it is. It's like fruit. Or it's like it's, it's it's a difference between like smoking is like drinking beer, where vaping is like drinking fruity drinks all night. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it. you can get the same reaction and maybe worse because you might be more willing to like take more and more and more because it tastes so good. Oh I yeah. I was hoping it was a fad that would go away, but I feel like once again I was did not have my finger on the pulse. <laughs> Wait, what about MacGyver though? Did you have your full your Did you have your finger on the pulse of MacGyver back in the day? I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, I never really watched MacGyver back in the day. And I guess it was just, it must have been on one of the other two channels that my parents, because again, this would have been on when I was a kid. So if like my parents didn't watch it, you didn't watch it because there was no other TV and no other way to watch it. (laughs) It was like, no, we're not watching MacGyver. You know, we're watching whatever dumbass thing was on their station. You're like, oh, okay. I don't even know what MacGyver looked like or what the show was. I wonder if it was good. It's referenced so Um, much. I mean, I know who it was because it was, it's the guy, Richard Dean Anderson. He went on to be on Stargate afterwards. But then oh. the movie, the movie, the show was enough of a cultural thing where it penetrated the culture in as much as like, even if you've never watched the show, people will use that term of like, we well, got to mm-hmm. MacGyver this. And people know what it means of like, oh yeah, you just got to take something that you shouldn't use to fix something and fix it with it. And so he- that term has outlasted the show by far, even though they've, you know, they did MacGruber, which is a, kind of a joke of it. And they actually, I think MacGyver's out again now. I think there's a new show, MacGyver. Who knows? He invented the life hack. Yeah, I know. His skills, according to Wikipedia, genius level intellect, lock picking, climbing and other outdoor sports, extensive knowledge of physics, chemistry, and archaeology, excellent observational skills, can pilot many kinds of vehicles, skilled in bomb defusal, Swiss Army knife, and its functions. Wait, I'm going to stop right there. How the hell is that a skill? What, that you can open a Swiss Army knife? <laughs> you gotta have one. Oh, a, and his final skill, skill to know you need one. Yeah, his final skill, and I'm not kidding, mullet. <laughs> I don't know why it's under skill, not like appearance, but okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. His iconic guess, haircut as a mullet is a clean-cut, lightly gelled variation on the classic hairstyle. It distracts the villains. Oh, yeah, he always did things non-violently. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's mostly I know about that is what everybody knows. Like he can make a paper clip and a you know a piece of paper and make a bomb out of it. But I know almost nothing about the show. I mean, I've seen the guy interviewed. I know him. I watched a little bit of Stargate SG One when it first started until I realized I didn't like it. Mm. You know, you know that feeling when you're like you're only like your third or fourth episode of a show and you're like, um, I feel like this might not be for me. <laughs> yeah, like I get that a lot now because life's too short. <laughs> Well, it's not even like, it's not bad enough where you watch the first episode and you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> like, I'm out. Right. Like, you watch the first episode and you're like, ah, maybe it's got the first episode issues. And then you watch a couple more and you're like, no, this is a systemic problem. Like, yeah. I would have never done what I did when I was younger. 
Like I watched, if you go back and watch Star Trek, the next generation, the first season of that show, it is horrible. Like if that aired now, it would have never had a second season in a million years. Cause the first season sucks, but that was back in the day. Oh, wow. Like it was a, they were like, Oh, well it's Star Trek. Screw it. We'll throw out a second season. <laughs> like it's having growing pains. Shows can't have growing pains anymore, especially network shows. No, every, every show has to be good enough that I'll watch it instead of just rewatching the office. That's a high bar now. <laughs> well, mine has, it has to be good enough where it's, it's going to be good enough where I can catch up with it on like, it's, it's going to override watching like Netflix or whatever weird stuff is taping on TV because mm-hmm. I can't have stuff piling up on my DVR. It drives me insane. Like to know that I have like DVR. five shows sitting on my DVR will like physically hurt me. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is the minute where we get uh, what their quote unquote plan is. <laughs> they want Jane and Bob to uh, go on a little sabotage mission. They got a blueprint sab- from some foolish carpenter. Yeah, some foolish carpenter. Uh, when they do the, uh, I, I, I got, I, how can I not mention the Met, 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 When they do that, uh, I had a real Bill and Ted vibe there, where they just air guitar and then music actually plays, which uh, I've tried in real life. It does not work. <laughs> if you if you air guitar in real life, real music does not play, but people will stare at you, especially if you're doing it at the mall. I think Bill and Ted could have pulled it off in real life. Yeah, well, we'll find out when they make the new Bill and Ted reboot. Or not reboot, sequel. Because that's no what we've brother. all been clamoring for, is the Bill and Ted sequel 30 years down the road. Yeah, I was watching Bill and Ted and I was like, you know be better? What if they were old, though? <laughs> what if they were old and lame, and you took it out of the time period where this worked? <laughs> Let's take it out of the late 80s where like all this made sense, and bring it to now, and we can make it really meta, and everyone will hate it. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I hope it's a fish out of water story. I mean, I assume the guy that played uh, Bill is clamoring for it because he's like, well, I haven't been on TV in like 18 years. But I, I mean, I guess Keanu Reeves would do it because he's like, whatever. <laughs> like, is there a paycheck involved? Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well, but I guess it's passion. Yeah. So the, the blueprint that uh, Silent Bob will pull out will be the first of many things that he will pull out of this jacket over the course of the movie. His jacket is like the TARDIS <laughs> where he can just pretty much it's bigger on the inside. So anything could be in there. That's why it's so big. Um, so I'm proposing that they make a prequel to Mallrats where you find out who stole these plans. A rogue one of sorts. <laughs> where you find uh-huh. out about the band of people that have to go find. Of course, they all need to die. Spoiler alert. But it'll, they'll, they'll make really rich characters where you can try to get invested in them. And then they can all die. And then you can have your uh, kid get pissed off at you for taking them to that movie. <laughs> You know, not based on any personal experience that I had. Yeah, not really a kid's yeah. movie, that one. Nor this yeah, one. that was my Rogue One experience. Like, I knew, I mean, come on. I mean, if you have a brain in your head, you got to kind of know what everybody's fate's going to be in that movie. It's like, hey, all these characters I've never heard of, I wonder what could happen to them. No, so they're all going to a farm at the end. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they took them upstate to the farm. They can run around and play. Ah, uh, yes. Well, if, if that rang true for anybody, I'm sorry your parents lied to you. No, but they really they really did take checkers upstate. Yeah, sure they did. <laughs> and I'm sure he lived a long, full life at that, you know, farm. Um, there's so, a part now where Jay talks about LaFours. We've got, oh, yeah. got LaFours. And his his sentence is so weird. His like his syntax, I guess. Because he says who and he says, You don't know LaFours is? They don't know LaFours is. I, it's oh, just a really very amazing. it's a very Jayism. 
of like it was probably written correctly in the thing. Although I guess that would be a tough thing to say. You don't know who the force is. I no, it's not really that tough. He's he's just himself. I don't know. Well, it's just weird because by not saying who, it's not even clear that it's a person until until he elaborates. Yeah, thank God they cut to him right away, or you'd be like, "What?" Yeah, the force. I mean, it's not like a thing that you've heard before, or like a name I've ever heard well, at all. Well, I'll tell you what the problem is. See, see to me, I guess I maybe I I get it more. He is when he's doing the LaForce thing. He's swallowing his vowels, which is a very Jersey thing to do. Of like, uh-huh. you you talk either at a speed or at a tempo or whatever, where like you start you start like eating your words. And if you do it fast enough, no one can understand what you're saying, especially as I discovered okay. if you go to the South. Now, he's doing it because he's Jay. Most people will do it if they're just speaking quickly. They're excited. You start talking, and people think you're mumbling. It's like, no, I'm just talking very fast. What, you don't understand yeah, what I'm saying? I'm just a laid-back Western, Western guy. I don't, I don't hear all those fast words. Yeah, I mean, I used to think it was a joke, and then like I lived in North Carolina for a little while. And I'm like, nope, nope, okay, some stereotypes are real. <laughs> yeah so he's a security enforcement officer his badge reads liberty and justice for all and has the liberty bell on it and it is played by i believe sven ol thorson i was really hoping that the badge would say something slightly more clever or funny that it could get on the pause but no it, 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 i paused it for the exact same reason you probably did to be like oh there's definitely going to be a joke here yeah it's mall security <laughs> like, you gotta put a little joke in there yeah but they don't. Yeah, it's too bad. Well, like I said, this is played by Sven Ull Thorson. Um, he is an actor, a bodybuilder, a stuntman, and a strongman. He's also buddies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's also a strongman. Yeah. He is six foot five. He's a big fella. Um, I'm trying to think. He is not best known from this movie. He's best known from showing up in Arnold movies, basically. Um, his filmography, he's got such hits as Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, Red Sonja, Raw Deal. Um, Lethal Weapon, Predator, Running Man, Overboard, <laughs> basically every movie I watched in the 80s, <laughs> Red Heat, Twins, Ghostbusters 2. Oh, he does stunts. I was going to say, he was in Ghostbusters 2. Is Hunt he still Red October. Yes, he is. 70, 73, 74? Yeah, 73. Wow. Um, he's 73 and could probably still beat the living crap out of me. I think oh, I know what he was in. He's probably, uh, he, for most people, I, I gotta, for now I got to confirm that he was in it. I'm about to say something. Oh, yeah. He was in Gladiator. He's the guy that maximus fights who has like the thing on his he has like the mask that he wears yeah he's like the the one that the emperor brings in like this is the guy no one can beat the guy with the like, lion we mask about to die, salute you yeah oh that might be what he's best known for so he must have been i mean he's probably like 58 57 when that was filmed yeah good for him yeah and oh. then his last like 10 15 years he just he randomly shows up once in a while and he doesn't really do much well, he's got a lot of convictions and two kills on the mall security force. <laughs> yeah, he's... Mall security. There's a lot of mall security guards with kills? I don't know. Well, it made me think of that movie, Observe and Report. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of the two mall cop movies that came out that year. It was the good one? <laughs> uh, it was the better one, I'll say. Yeah, well, so that movie was written and directed by the creator of Eastbound and Down. And I, I think it's a... I think if it had not come out at the same time as the other one, it would be more of a, a cult classic because it's it's a really messed up movie. <laughs> it's like a deep psychological profile of uh, like a character study of the type of person who would be a mall cop. Yeah, it's like watching a guy with like some sort of mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just watching to it. have like your 
it, well, it has Jody Hill's thing of kind of making your protagonist not relatable and not likable, but still kind of the hero <laughs> in a weird way. I, I gotta admit, I think I kind of didn't like it because it was Seth Rogen. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was specifically because it was him or if maybe if I had Seth Rogen fatigue by that point, but I never kind of, mm-hmm. like, he never really gelled in that role for me. Yeah. Like, I wish well, he doesn't make any jokes there. in it, does he? Yeah. And it's not he's, even that really serious. Like, I'm totally fine with a comedian taking serious roles because usually they're pretty good at it. And I've seen him do other stuff and he's been good. But like that role, for whatever reason, was like, I, I just don't I don't buy this role from you. <laughs> and I mean, with my many, many years of, uh, you know, talent and screenwriting credit, I should know. <laughs> That's why I'm so big in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you know, I keep getting phone calls from all the producers. I don't have time for them. Nope. <laughs> I'm a. I pulled up the wrong minute for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't remember talking about that. All right. So we went from MacGyver to LaForce and everywhere in between. Great names. Yeah. LaForce is an excellent name. I also like that in the theatrical cut, he has no lines. In this cut, he does. You hear him speak in this cut. It's, it's I mean, stay tuned for this show until the end until you find out what the fate of LaForce is in the original cut because it's weird. Like in the theatrical cut, he just goes away. He's just not in the, like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Wow. Like, once the date thing happens, he's just not there anymore. But in this thing, uh, no spoiler alert, because I won't tell you what happens to him, but at the very end, when they do everybody's what happened to them, you see LaForce. So everyone stay tuned for, like, another 90 episodes until that happens. Sorry, I didn't really hear any of that. It was it was kind of digitally distorting out. <laughs> okay. Ah, don't worry. It well, wasn't important That's anyway. where my, def- my, uh, <laughs> my responses for a couple of been blank is because I, I, I wasn't quite sure what you said, <laughs> but I, I got the good gist of it. All right. Well, ah, we're through the minute oh, anyway. You so can why don't find you tell me where you can find on you? the internet. You can find me on uh, your podcast app, the A5, a goofy movie minute, and Calvin and Hobbscast. We're really bad at social media. So if you want to check out the podcast, just search for them on the podcast app themselves. And if for some reason you're looking for us, of course, we're always over at home base on Doling Genre, hanging out with all the other movies by minutes that are there. Uh, there's also a lot of original podcasts there like uh, immunities geek by night there's doctor who podcast there um if you like the stuff they do you can also subscribe to the patreon and uh get like an unbelievable amount of extra material <laughs> none from us because god forbid i mean i can barely get these out <laughs> i don't know how guys can record more but good on them i mean they're excellent shows but wow that's a that's a lot of work and more dedication than i have um also if you could go by itunes and give us a review that'd be wonderful ratings are good reviews are better um, or go to whatever podcatcher you use and give us a review there. Five-star review. You can give us a five-star review. I mean, if you have a problem with what we do, give us a five-star review and then email me personally and tell me how bad you hate me and I suck. That's fine. I'm good with that. All right. Uh, that's it for us. I got to get out of here because I'm going to go eat a chocolate-covered pretzel. Don't worry, this will be excellent for Chris to have to edit through. <laughs> He'll probably throw some of it at the end. Hey, Chris, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Hey, hey Chris. <laughs>